Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome back to a quick shot of romance. It is I, Becky, and with me for this quick shot is my number one co-player, Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Hi Becky. How's it going? It's going. Um, okay, I just have to say before we get into all of this, you kind of broke me with this book this week. Mm, but you loved it. I did love it. I did love it. And I'm super excited to talk about it. Um, so quick shots for of romance in October. We'll have a theme of the dark romance. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe these are anti-heroes, grumpy men with dark past, or maybe even the unexpected hero. Um, in keeping with this theme on this episode, we are reviewing Little Dove by Layla Frost. And mm-hmm. this was my first book by this author. Yeah. And recommended by you. It was recommended by me because it's it's a really good book. It's really good. Okay, Leah, read us the Goodreads synopsis so we can talk about all of the goodness in this book. Okay. Where do I begin? Oh, yeah. Once upon a time. Isn't that how all good fairy tales start? And Maximo and I were definitely a fairy tale, not the cleaned up sanitized ones where life's problems were solved with a smile and a song. We were the old school kind, the twisted tales packed with murder, violence, and tragic beginnings. Okay, so maybe we weren't a traditional fairy tale. After all, Maximo Maximo was more villain than Prince. He was scarily sexy, devilishly charming, controlling, possessive, and dangerous, especially when it came to me his little dove in heaven help anyone who tried to free me from my gilded cage warning recommended for readers 18 plus this book features graphic language sex violence and a daddy obsessed with his little dove if this does if this doesn't sound like your kind of fairy tale this may not be the book for you yeah yeah there this thank you to this author though for putting these content and trigger warnings that is exactly what she has Mm -hmm. on goodreads because there is violence there is a little bit of stockholm syndrome feel to it it's definitely kidnapping as a love language Mm -hmm. um so kudos to this author for putting in these content trigger warnings i like that when they do that i do too uh release date is august 25th of 2020 it is in kindle unlimited so Mm -hmm. just so we all know um tropes anti-hero billionaire I have Underground Vegas, but he's not really in the mob. No, not really. He's like mob adjacent. I like yeah, to use it's that like, term. It's mob-esque. old school Vegas. He has old school Vegas to him. Mm-hmm. It is true. Old school Vegas vibes. Totally. Yeah. So Daddy Kink, mm-hmm. uh, Erotica, BDSM, Taboo, Kidnapping is a Love Language, possessive mm-hmm. hero oh yeah virgin heroine and it's an age gap yes put out percentage now obviously this is a fairly sexy book because we're talking a daddy kink and erotica and bdsm mm-hmm. so you would expect to put out percentage that is actually kind of a low put out percentage right but there's Which, a reason why considering the reasoning the put out percentage is still very early it is so put out percentage is 30%. As we said, the author did content trigger warning on page violence, drug use, not by main characters mm-hmm. and um, kidnapping. Mm-hmm. 
So let's get into this sexy little dark read. Yes. Holy goodness. Um, so one thing, this is a standalone. So you do like that. She has no other books that tie into this one. Which Although makes me a little I, sad at the end. I would like Ash or the other guy. His security his details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I should send her a message and be like, hey. So I'm just curious. Could we get some stories here? Um, I do think we need to start this review with not every book is for everybody. This is true. Um, this story begins on Valentine's Day, which is mm-hmm. Juliet's, the main heroine's, 17th birthday. Yes. 17th. But there is no physical contact of any kind aside from like talking between the characters until she is 18. Yeah. So that's when we hit the taboo side of it, other than kidnapping and holding her kind of hostage in Willow World. Mm-hmm. Um, she is only 17 at the start of the book. And so that is something that we should absolutely keep in mind that, like we said, not every book is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's start with Juliet, the main heroine. Um Raised by a super scummy, swarmy father, Seamus. Yes. Uh, <coughs> yeah, he's he's, a f- he's just terrible. Like he, she fend, has fended for herself most of her life and has had to basically take care of him. Like she's the child, but she takes care of him. Like he makes her go and like pick him up when he's drunk or high. Or, um, she's more the parent in that relationship, which is. Yeah, he's just, a. Terrible. He makes his living training boxers, but he also fights in underground fighting. Mm-hmm. He's a gambler, a drinker, and a cheat. He, As you read this book, you have no love loss no. for the father at all. No. no. Like, so the opening scene is the father being murdered by, by Maximo. Maximo. In front so, of Juliet. In front of Juliet. Well, she's hiding in the pantry. Um. I mean, it's pretty much in front of her. Yeah, pretty much. Um, There's a really great line that she has that I think kind of gives her whole who she is. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need a charming prince by my side. I need a villain at my back. I need someone who would love me with obsessive uh, reassurance. Someone who wasn't afraid to get his hands dirty because I knew firsthand that the world was far from a fairy tale. She's not in school. She's 17. Her father made her drop out when she was 14. Mm-hmm. She is pretty much just surviving. Um, yeah. Dad makes a mistake. And in comes Maximo because Seamus owes him a debt and threw a fight. Mm-hmm. And that has yes. now put him on Maximo's radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Maximo, he... And he does not like liars. Like he, that is like one of his big things. Like you don't lie to him. Like, yeah, no lying. No um, lying. Yeah. So Seamus is in like in debt up to his eyeballs and Maximo with his security detail shows up to uh, have a little chat. Yeah. And he, he's there to rectify the situation with Seamus. Seamus is taken care of. Juliet is hiding in the pantry, comes out and surprises the men. Because who accidentally I don't think pull a gun on her. He had 
I don't, I don't think, think they, they did remember either. the or realized he had a daughter because she was very sheltered. Like he kept her pretty much hidden from everything. Like she yeah. was a big part of like his life because she had to take care of him and like take care of things for him, but yeah. he never let her like out into the world. Yeah. And in that moment of now they've shot her father, mm-hmm. Maximo sees her basically as like a wounded bird. She's mm-hmm. teeny tiny, underfed, undernourished. Um, her clothes are not, mm-hmm. I mean, they're as clean as she can keep them, but they're not great. Um, Maximo makes the choice to bring her with them. Yes. And so thus it goes. Uh, thus let's, it goes. Let's talk about Maximo a little bit. Okay. So he was born into privilege. His parents were kind of shitty, but his grandfather was a good man. Um, so he inherited his original businesses from his grandfather and he has expanded that empire, so to speak. Um, and he works in the gray, as you can see in the opening scene of the book, but like the gray is like where he's comfortable at. Um, he's a businessman. Like he doesn't do, I mean, he kills people if they cross him, but aside from that, like he doesn't do a lot of bad things, which I mean, it's kind of an oxymoron. I kill people, but I'm not bad. He's but not. that's where the like true anti-hero comes in like because he's bad but he's not bad at the same time he's not um he himself comes from privilege mm-hmm. um and he owns these casinos and resorts in vegas that were started by the great grandfather mm-hmm. so i think that's where the old school vegas vibe from him comes in because yeah. you know he learned well, from his just- grandfather well, and it was like that was ingrained in him. Like this is the this is the way his grandfather ran his business. Like his like he even talks about like how worthless his father was, and like if his father had inherited the businesses, like they would not have survived. But his grandfather's like business acumen is like how he deals with stuff, and how he runs things. So he just is keeping that like natural tradition going. And Maximo is kind of an ass. I mean. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like liars, so he doesn't deal with bullshit. Um, He runs a very tight ship. His staff is very respectful of who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you expect this fairly rigid guy, and um, he kind of brings some big swoony moments into the story. But one one thing you do notice, though, like, yeah, he has certain expectations of his employees, especially those who work really closely with him. But there's, you can feel and read the respect that they have for him also. Um, So there is a given, there's a slight give and take, like, yes, he is the boss. Yes, he has expectations, but he does not expect them to not have opinions at the same time. Like he might not pay attention to those opinions, but like he knows what those opinions are and he does listen to them. And like they, there's a mutual respect in the fact that they understand how he processes things and he had like respects the fact that they're there to help him. Like yeah. he has saved some of them. And so they show that back for him. Um, for sure. He has sh- saved some of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the first people that Juliet encounters is this housekeeper that comes and brings her, her food. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's delightful. She is she a delightful is. character in this story. Kind of the mother figure that um, they all need. They all need, but Juliet mm-hmm. has never had because her mother left her when she was an infant. Um, but Juliet takes something upon herself 
and she's it's early days so i think she's maybe been with maximo maybe a month at this point mm-hmm. and she has an escape attempt yes and he's lives in vegas so he lives in a house on land outside of vegas so you know people desert yes desert mm-hmm. it does not um, go well it is not a great attempt but uh when maximo finds her hours after she has left and is mm-hmm. on the brink of hallucination and not faring so well in the desert some of his protectorness comes in and this is when we kind of get into that daddy kink that mm-hmm. um that desire to just to keep her safe mm-hmm. um and but he does something super jackassness in after her escape attempt to pay her back because he, he takes her to the hospital. He gets her medical help that she needs, brings her back to his compound. And one of the first thing that happens when she first comes to live with him, the housekeeper asks, what are the things you do not like? Mm-hmm. And it's like turkey, rosemary, thyme, white tuna. bread and tuna. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't big bad stuff it was pretty like okay we can live without these things right i mean i'm not a big fan of the rosemary so i understand that dislike for like 10 days he feeds her nothing but this food Mm -hmm. and if she doesn't eat it the first oh and egg whites she has to eat egg whites and i don't think she loves eggs um yeah like scrambled like she'll eat them in things but like she doesn't like it the texture of like the egg itself. But yeah, so her punishment is the housekeeper is no longer around. Right. And the security guys are the ones that bring her food trays and what she doesn't eat of like the rosemary potatoes and the tuna sandwiches, it comes back later in the day. Yeah. And so she kind of just stops eating. And then she finally is like, I give up. Like you win. What do you want from me? I have no more fight left in me. Um, And they come to an understanding. Yes. They come to an understanding. And this kind of kicks off um, the virgin or the daddy kink. Uh, We haven't talked much about um, the virgin trope part of it, but this is what kicks off Maximo and Juliet's, the daddy Mm -hmm. relationship. And, um, And we're just going to talk about these things a little bit because we do want you to join us over on Patreon for our buzzing after dark uh, notes and stuff like that, that we'll get a little more in depth about that kind of stuff. Um, First of all, I do want to say Layla Frost did an amazing job handling this virgin trope. Mm -hmm. It was not treated as this was like a gift to him or that he had to be extra cautious and care i mean he was but right. in a caring for my partner kind of way not that mm-hmm. oh you're a virgin and now i have this treasured gift yeah it it didn't make it like weird because i feel like there are sometimes an author like makes a big deal about how like they save themselves for a specific person it's like thank you so much for saving this for me and it's yeah. just it makes it or i'm taking <laughs> this from you Right. Or it's a gift and I'm, yes. I'm gifting it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets wonky sometimes. This was done very well and handled really well. I recently read another book um, that was a daddy kink virgin heroine. 
and it was bad. Mm. It was so bad. It was that he was so overwhelmed with the um, trust that she was taking by giving him this piece of her. What? And for like someone like Juliet, she wasn't socially exposed to anybody. Yeah, she to give up she her virginity never too. had the opportunity to do it unless she wanted to sleep with one of her dad's like smarmy like boxers. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, the the daddy kink I think was handled really well. Uh-huh. Again, same book that I read that was the Virgin Trope was also supposed to be a daddy kink. Like daddy was in the title, people. Well, and there one- were two throwaway <laughs> lines, and it was like one thing with this one is. Like, like there are books where like the daddy kink it's it's like the over the top little daddy like the whole well like, in the age play in the age play which like, is bleh. there was none of that in this like it was i'm not saying it was daddy like because it wasn't but it was like no there there was like this line where he he didn't like the age play and he talked about like how he didn't want to do that like that was not part of what he enjoyed about it um but Juliet was really funny in like after they talked about it because she starts to Google stuff. Yeah, she grabs her MacBook and start and starts by Googling the most important thing. Uh, daddy kink equals daddy issues, question mark. Um, <laughs> and I loved that because so this was not a daddy kink about, oh, she's a little girl mm-hmm. and I'm her daddy. It wasn't anything like that. This was more about there was a mutual respect. Obviously, there's a power dynamic between them. He holds the power. But at the end of the day, he just wants to care for her. So his love isn't so much like he needed to control her. He just wanted to care for her and provide for her. Um, And I think that's the difference, too. One thing I like, too, though, is he did not dissuade her from being like, strong and independent like yes he wanted to take care of her and and be the person to provide for her but he also wanted her to have a voice like he wanted her to to be vocal about what she wanted whether or not like it was okay with him that was different but like he wanted her at least have the opportunity like to talk to him about those things. And I thought that was really well done too because there are some books like where the kidnapping is a love language like they, they don't get that. Like, it's all about like what the kidnapper wants. And I mean, he's like kidnapping light because like he took her out of a bad situation. So like, eh. right. But she, she was, it was okay that she like had this independent streak as long as she kept herself safe. Well, and he also provided opportunities, opportunities she would not have had mm-hmm. had she continued to stay, um, in the life that was the vein of the road that she was on with her father. She right. had dropped out of school. She had no plans to get a GED or graduate high school. Like she didn't ever see it happen. She's simply surviving. Well, um, part of being there, like he made her get her GED. Like she didn't have an option. He was like, you want to be here? You have to do this. Like you have to have a tutor. Well, and then as she wanted to explore what she was going to do, she mm-hmm. did have opportunity to explore her artistic side, to, mm-hmm. um, to socialize and to be out there. And these were things that were not always opportunities that would have happened mm-hmm. in her 
current existence. Well, and it's funny too, because there was one moment in the book where, because anytime she would mention wanting something to anybody that talked to him, like it would show up the next day. So there was one moment where she, she really wants to start sewing, but she doesn't want to tell him because she doesn't want to feel indebted to him more. Like she, she has a lot of self-confidence issues in the fact that she's indebted to him and they, they talk it out and it, and they work it out. And I like the way that Layla Frost did that, but there were moments where she refused to tell him what she wanted because she knew it would just show up. Right. Okay. So if you would like to hear more of our discussion about age, uh, age gap, daddy kink, the virgin heroine and this book. Um, so we have many more thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. You are going to want to join us over on patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee for buzzing after dark note buzzing after dark will contain spoilers. Um, so if you don't care if a book is spoiled for you, then come join us over there or it'll be there and you can listen to it after you read this book. So let's get to our three questions. Mm -hmm. Did you like this book? I did like this book because I really enjoy Layla Frost. She writes a good anti-hero. She really does. Um, I loved this book. It broke me. It totally friggin' broke me. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so stupid, sexy. Um, okay. Who would typically like this book? People that like a little bit of taboo and age gap mafia S books, but without the actual mafia. Yeah. I mean, the violence wasn't over the top on this and you didn't have the whole like, underground swarmy mafia feel to it um no and it wasn't like his business was... is out in the light mm -hmm. um i do think that you're gonna have to be a lover of the dark romance mm -hmm. and not afraid of a daddy kink um yeah. in order to enjoy this book would you recommend this book leah um why yes yes i would and i recommended it to you so. you did and i would recommend it but again, this is a know your audience. Mm -hmm. So if I know it's somebody that isn't a fan of Virgin Trips, I am not recommending this. Or if I know someone who has a whole ton of triggers, not recommending this. Um, but overall, if you are a dark romance reader, you don't mind a Virgin Trope and a daddy kink is okay for you, this is a book for you. Yes. Um, and again, if you would like to hear the rest of our thoughts on this book, you can join us over on patreon.com slash bookcase and coffee for buzzing after dark. Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzing about romance or on Twitter at buzzing romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 